Hello everybody and welcome back to Odin's movie vlog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy Saturday to everyone out there. Welcome back to the channel. So glad to have you all here, and welcome to episode 185 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we'll be talking a little bit of the Mulan box office and how it is currently bombing in China, based on what their expectations were. Also, of course, there have been reports, nothing's been confirmed yet, but there have been reports that Mulan is not making any money in the Disney Plus format. Opening weekend estimates are around, around $6 million last weekend is what they said the film made through the Disney Plus format, which means $6 million of pretty much raw, you know, raw profits because they're not splitting it with anybody. But in China, oh, the numbers aren't looking very good. Now, obviously, this is not a huge surprise because of the time of pandemic, but seeing that the huge push for this entire film and obviously them getting in bed with the commie government over in China was all to try to build to a huge showing from the Chinese audience. The fact that they're not showing up to me it's just, ah, uh, it's that cherry on top. It's just that, mm, you get what you deserve. And yes, indeed, Disney, I hope that you take a gigantic financial loss with this film and that no one goes to see it because it's terrible. But anyway, hope everyone is doing well. Let's go ahead and say hello to everybody in the chat because we'll also, of course, talk a little bit about Netflix and the Netflix fiasco that's going on recently with the whole uh, cuties fiasco of it just, again, sick and disgusting. And yet somehow there are a few people that are defending it. But there's some good news. And the good news is that at least 99% of the people who have a brain, who are sane, who are not, you know, you know, <laughs> lining themselves up with some really creepy and uh, <laughs> sketchy individuals. Um, for the most part, most people are coming together to fight against it. Most people are coming together saying, no, 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 this wrong. This movie's wrong. Uh, this movie has issues. This movie should not have been made. Uh, the exploitation of children in this film should not be promoted, should not be supported in any way whatsoever. And luckily, we're having a lot of people from different parts of the aisle politically, from different walks of life, coming together. Exception, of course, being those creepy people like Scotty Boy Mendelson. Dear Lord, Scotty Boy Mendelson, you are already kind of a creepy guy. Now you've just full-born gone creepy. He's now defended the film, what, three or four times publicly? Read at least one or two articles about the film defending it. And, yeah. So if the only people defending the movie are creeps like Scott Mendelson, you know what? I think I'm in pretty good company, but let's go ahead and say hello to people in the chat. We got Tina B, who was here about an hour and a half early. Glad to see you here. Markrell, what is going on, Markrell? Roseberry13, how's the going? Slicer Neons in the chat. Thirsteenth Warrior here as well. Mark Lazerth, how is it going? And yes, indeed, Tina at 648. Let everyone know if you have a comment or question during the stream, please just type Odin Question if you're on YouTube. I also stream to Periscope on Twitter and also, of course, stream over to my DLive fam. If you're on DLive, just at the beginning of your comment, put at Odin on DLive and then that'll get my attention. If you're on YouTube, Odin question, all one word, no at symbol, nothing, just all one word together, Odin question. It'll highlight orange on my screen and that'll let me know you're trying to get my attention. Of course, you can also super chat. You could also donate if you want to support the channel and also have a question or comment read aloud. It is up to you. Uh, it's one of the cool things about this channel is that we are a smaller community, and because of that, I try and give everyone equal time and attention to the best of my ability. And of course, if you are a member on the channel over on YouTube, your name highlights green, and as long as you're not tagging anybody else in your comments, then I will gladly read your comment without you having to tag me at all. 
It's one of the perks of being a member. So, uh, Tina, thank you for letting them know that. And thanks for being here, of course. Stephanie B in the chat. What's going on, Stephanie B? We got the Empress, Tina. And, of course, we've got the General herself, the head of the Valkyries, Stephanie B. So glad to see you here. Uh, Golden Ration, how's it going? Good, sir. Tagged me and said, good evening, Odin. Good evening, all. Yes, indeed. So very glad to see everyone in the chat. Uh, I saw someone throwing shade at Gary saying, Odin starts early. Doesn't just start on time. He sometimes starts at least a couple minutes early. (laughs) That's the one thing that kind of drives me crazy with some streams. I'm I'm glad that Gary, at the very least, has an intro. Because there's some streamers where they don't have any intro whatsoever. For me, it's like, no, have an intro, right? Have that little bit of, you know, know, getting the links out there, getting the notifications, hopefully working for a couple minutes, and then go live. So I, I like the setup that we have over here. Unfortunately, it does seem to be the case um, that the uh, one of the Heimdalls is dead, that one of the Heimdalls is broken. It was uh, a program called Fussbot, and it was already not being supported anymore. It hasn't been supported for almost the entire time I've used it, but it still worked. But since YouTube is now playing around with certain settings and not allowing people to use the Stream Now feature, which is what I always would use exclusively, and now you have to create events, which, again, it's, it's really not that big of a deal with the Restream uh, program that I use to get all my streams out there. But it does kind of, you know, screw around with my bots a little bit because I was also having issues with the Streamlabs chat bot. So the one that's actually built into Streamlabs, which you think would work flawlessly, but even that one has some issues every now and again. But luckily that one's working, still keeping track of the cookie counts and all the other good stuff. I just need to get some announcements going over there so that way Heimdall can be back in the game and posting all the various links as well. Um, Alex McCarthy is a member on the channel at 658 says, howdy, Odin, how's it going? What's today's news on pizza? Well, uh, today, this evening, the wife and I had pizza for dinner. It is what was for dinner tonight. So it was a day late and a dollar short, as some say, and it was a different one. It was DiGiorno and it was the crust made of biscuit. So it was like a biscuity croissant crust and it was delicious. Yeah, not really biscuity, more croissant crust. And it was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, Mark Lazerth in the chat tag and says, stop, stop eating my sesame cake. That's a shout out to Perry Chan, who did an amazing uh, video for last night's Friday Night Tights of Pizza Time, uh, which is a very special time in the Odin's movie blog world. Mr. Roy's over there as well. How's it going? J-Roar, one, two, three. J-Roar. Holy crap, dude. I feel like it's been forever. So very glad to see you in the chat. Nathan Slay in the chat, Perry Chan, the Lord himself, Perry Chan, master of the Friday Friday Night Tights shorts. Always good stuff, man. Shout out to Perry Chan. Thank you so much for being here, dude. You are a legend. Cobra Viper 999 in the chat as well. Gmonkey76, Adam Avery, who's a member on the channel, saying, Hail Odin. Hail to you, Adam Avery. Hail Mr. Peabody, who's a member also on the channel as well. Uh, he, of course, will show up again once I shout out my DLive fam. So thank you very much for being over in the YouTube world as well. And the chat has already jumped on me, as it always does. And please, while you are here, smash that like button. It is for free, and it does mean a lot. It really does help out with things like the algorithm, and also it just shows me that the support is there, and I always appreciate that. So thank you so much for being here, everybody. We got Mr. Roy, Captain Mr. Roy, also over on DLive. We got Captain Mr. Peabody over there as well. By the way, Captain Mr. Roy celebrating a 13-month sub streak. He's been a member on DLive for over a year. Thank you so very much, Captain Mr. Roy. I appreciate your love and support 
from the D-Live fam. We also got another captain, Captain J-Rod, the beer guru. What's going on, Captain J-Rod? He's also one of my subscribe star peeps. He is celebrating a 14-month sub streak. Hold damn. Thank you all both for resubbing. And yes, indeed, Mr. Roy, 13 months. And J-Rod, the beer guru, both captains over on D-Live. 14 months for him. Thank you very much. We got Captain Dean Heiss in the chat as well. Captain Peabody there as well saying they are rebooting Doogie Hauser, but now he is a 16-year-old girl. <sighs> Hollywood will never, never learn, sadly. Captain J-Rod says, hail Odin and his Valkyries. Hail to the Valkyries, absolutely. Uh, Captain Dean Heiss says, Friday Night Tights with Mahler and Rags was awesome last night. I actually stuck around for the entire stream. Nice, dude. Yeah, I, I still can't. <laughs> Can't stick around for the entire five hours, so I get to around three, and then that that's pretty much all I can handle. That's all my back can handle, and also, of course, I it's a Friday evening, and I, you know, want to spend some of that time with the wife, especially with, you know, we're at, you know, going into next week will be 37 weeks along, and so baby boy will be here, baby Thor will be here anytime, essentially, and I want to be sure to spend as much time as I can with her, uh, because obviously I'm looking forward to spending time with baby Thor, but... It's going to be the last time that I can spend with Freya um, while it's just the two of us. Two of us and the puppies, of course. But pretty soon, there's going to be a whole new dynamic. A whole new dynamic to the relationship. Uh, Captain Mr. Peabody says, Do you want to know about the reboot of the Golden Girls? No. No, thank you. No, thank you. I had no idea that Doogie Howser was being remade. I had no idea that Golden Girls was being remade. And I can only imagine how they're going to remake Golden Girls. And I'm sure it's going to make no sense whatsoever. And I hope all of it loses money. Just like Mulan is losing money. I really, really hope that all those things that you've just mentioned also lose out on a crap ton of money. But let's go ahead. And before I jump back over into the YouTube YouTube chat, uh, let me try and see if I can find myself some... No, thank you, Deadline. I really do not want any notifications from you because you're probably uh, uh, hosting a bunch of people on your site that are supporting uh, things like, you know, uh, cuties. But according to Deadline, Mulan is now eyeing a China bow in the 20 to $25 million range for its opening weekend. 20 to $25 million. Mulan was expected to be at least a $100 million film in China for its opening weekend and was expected to make a crap ton there. Keep in mind that even though Disney made a major push for China, even to the point of working with the commies, even to the point of, at the end of their film, shouting out a direct link to the commie party, specifically for a region of China where they host concentration camps, yeah, concentration camps. Where have I heard that word before? That's right. World War II. Germany. Hmm. Concentration camps. In modern-day China, no less. Disney working with them. So the fact that they're only getting 20-25 million in their opening weekend, and again, this is the headline from Deadline, soft Saturday, uh, makes me happy. Makes me very, very happy. Because also, uh, movie studios do not get a whole lot of that box office money that they make in China. Uh, It's one of the risks and one of the deals with the devil that you have to make there. Let's go ahead and read their Saturday update. It says this, The situation is not looking up for Mulan in China, with a Saturday that saw a small 11% increase versus Friday. Again, people are working on Friday. 
You have more show times on Saturday, less people working. The Disney Live Action update on its 1998 animated classic is now at an estimated 17 million through two days in the Middle Kingdom. And including Thursday midnights, this points to a three-day launch in the low $20 million range. Across Saturday, the Nico Caro directed Mulan jockeyed with local juggernaut the 800 for first position and ultimately edged it out. Per ticketing platform MyOwen, where it was carrying a 7.6 audience score, MyOwen has also lowered its final prediction on the film to about $40 million. That seems to indicate me that they expect the film to only make $40 million in its entire run. Because if they're talking here about twenty to twenty-five million dollars in its opening weekend, um, forty million dollars for the total weekend or for the total run. Either way, not good. Whether it's the opening weekend or whether that's the entire run, it's not good either way. It says here, while there is a blackout on local press reporting on the release due to ongoing controversy. Oh, deadline, deadline. I see what oh, controversy. Interesting deadline. Interesting. It is not clear how much the recent stirs outside China have affected the movie at the box office. Piracy is also a factor. Ah, yes, of course. Let's blame good old piracy. Because piracy has never existed before any movie before Deadline. Last week, U.S. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri sent a letter to Disney CEO Bob Chapek condemning the company for what Hawley called whitewashing the ongoing genocide of Uyghurs and other Muslim ethnic minorities during the production of Mulan. On Friday, a group of 19 U.S. senators and representatives from both parties issued a new letter inquiring about the Walt Disney Company's cooperation with elements of the Zhejiang Yunguar Autonomous Region's Security and Propaganda Authorities in the production of Mulan. It's similar questions to the letter penned by Hawley. Read it here at full at Senator Marco Rubio's site. Interesting how there's two Republican senators mentioned there. Hmm. <laughs> I am glad to see that there's bipartisan support there uh, because these are questions that need to be asked. Yes, Bob Chapik. Bob, let's talk to both Bobs. Actually. Let's talk to Bob Iger too because remember, Bob Iger was the one that was in charge when these dealings were going on, right? When the filming of this thing was going on. So let's talk to Bob, uh, Bob Iger too. Let's get him in the mix. Let's throw him on the, under the bus as well. Yeah, what did you know? How much did you know? Did you cover up anything? Are you trying to make things seem better than what they are? The fact that you are working so close with communists makes me think that, yeah, you probably don't care, which is sick and sad. But you know what? Good. Your money is, your, your, your film's losing money. So, you know what? At the end of the day, if, if this is what needs to happen for you to finally wake up and to finally say, you know what? You know, morality and ethics does matter. It does matter. Money is not the only thing that matters. <sighs> but Mulan, $25 million dollars. Opening weekend, max number $40 million. And again, I do not know whether specifically that is talking, again, in this article does not specify about whether it's going to make $40 million total opening with Sundays or if that means what they think it's going to make total. But yeah, Mulan. Box office bomb because it's not really opened anywhere else. And obviously, in the United States, it's limited to Disney+. And as I said... They're not telling us how much it's made. Isn't it interesting that Disney's been very, very quiet about how much money, or how little money, we should say, Mulan has made over on that platform. Very interesting. You would think that a major company charging $30 a pop for a movie would say, oh, we made so much money. We made millions of dollars. But they're not. The only sources we have are seemingly leaks and reports 
unverified, unconfirmed, that it made around $6 million on Disney Plus opening weekend. So that's last weekend. But if it's only making 20 to $25 million in China, and that's the place where they had their big box office push, I'm sorry, but I don't really see how your film can make any money at this point. And you know what? As I said, that's a good thing. This film does not deserve to make money for multiple reasons. One, of course, commies. Let's, let's just be honest here. Commies. Let's just get that out of the way. And two, the movie's not good. The movie is trash. The movie is complete garbage. So it deserves to lose money in so many different ways. And Box Office Mojo is only reporting $11.3 million made thus far. Uh, obviously, that is missing some of the numbers there, but uh, it's only open in Croatia, where it made 33000 Czech Republic, 91000 uh, The UAE, 821000 Ooh, Malaysia, 675000 Taiwan, Thailand made around $1.1 and $1.2 million, respectively. And we are still waiting for them to add in more of the China release. So, yeah, $200 million to make the film. About $300 million when you add in marketing. It's not making a huge chunk of that Asian marketplace because of how it has to split up those tickets. And since it's not really seeming to get a major release in the United States, at least I don't think that's the plan at this point. And since they're not telling us how much money it's making, it makes me think, okay, they're probably not making any money on Disney+. And then they're putting it for free on Disney Plus in December. I cannot see how this film, in any world, makes money. But as I said, I think that is a good thing. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and jump back into the YouTube chat. 17 minutes behind at this point. Uh, at 7 p.m. in the chat where I left off. It says here by Intertrap Productions. Greetings, everyone. And greetings, my lord Odin. Hello. Hello, hello. Tina B says, and if the world wasn't crazy enough. Stephanie B. just told me Chris Evans leaked his own private bit pics, and he calls us stupid if we voted for Trump. Yeah, I saw someone post something about that. I obviously don't know, and to be honest, don't really care all that much, uh, because if a Hollywood elitist is being a complete idiot, he was already being an idiot by being a Hollywood elitist. <laughs> and Chris Evans is about as much of a knucklehead as you can get, because for the very reason you said... He is very much aboard the uh, the Democratic Party and says, oh, you're not a Democrat, then you're an idiot. And I say, hmm, if you're a part of any party, hmm. And I have, I have questions for you if you're part of any party, to be honest. But that's just me. That's just what I think. Jay Roar, make sure you put that Odin and question together, because I just barely saw it. It says, Mulan is hurt because of COVID. No, 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 no. Jay Roar, Jay Roar, Jay Roar, dude. Jay Roar. Don't make excuses. Do not make excuses for them. This movie was already going to be in financial situations. You want to know why? Because guess what? Regardless of COVID, they still would have worked with the commies. They still would have had this connection at the end of the trailer. So even though I will give you this much, would it have made more without COVID going on? Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt about it. Again, when you're not having any theaters open domestically and you're leaving it just to Disney+, Plus, when you're only opening it in certain theaters across in the international marketplace, obviously that's going to limit the amount of money that you have. But the reason why we know that this would have had an impact are for a couple other reasons. One, there is an active boycott even before this film's ending, even before it was uncovered that there were ties to these concentration camps. You already had a lot of people in Asia and in China especially Hong Kong area mostly, that were already boycotting the movie because of its ties to the Communist Party. 
They were already boycotting it. They were already calling for it. Now you've gotten something revealed that's not just having them, the people that know how stupid and how bloodthirsty and just how ridiculous the Communist Party is in China, but also now we Americans and all other members of the, of the people of the world say, wait a minute, Disney has a movie tied to concentration camps in China? We need questions answered. And China's response of saying, oh, we're blacking out the media. Hmm. I wonder why. What you trying to hide, China? What you trying to hide, commies? That's what I have to say to that. So, yeah, please don't. Yeah, don't try and make excuses for this. All right. The film would have made more money had COVID not happened. That, that's, that's no doubt. Again, just by the very nature of things, if you have more places open and more theaters and more screenings taking place in general, yeah, you're going to make more money. But I honestly think this film would have still had a financial loss. I think it's going to be a lot of a, a bigger financial loss for them because of everything going on plus COVID. But even without COVID, I think it still would have been a loss because of these are pretty serious things, pretty serious accusations going on. And they're backed up. All right. Bruce as a member says, Fizney ducks. It really, really ducks. Yes, indeed. Hashtag duck Fizney. Hey, this late time. Hey, Odin. Not only is Mulan tanking and Wonder Woman 84 has been pushed back to Christmas, Tenet is tanking. Uh, Tenet is not tanking. All right. So <laughs> I'm, pe- I'm sure someone's going to be like, well, if you say that this is happening to Mulan. Well, here's the thing. Mulan, as I've said, I, g- I gave you the numbers on, on that movie. Now, now, Tenet still has a long way to go. All right. Tenet has a long way to go to make its money back. But that one's made $152 million worldwide. All right. $152 million worldwide. Versus 11 million reported so far, and only 20 to 25 million opening weekend. You can do the math on that. I believe in you. I, I believe in you. I believe in you all. I do. I really do. For them in China, by the way, they made 29.8 million dollars for Tenet uh, for a long ass movie and a complicated movie at that. I would say that's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good amount of money to have been made. In China specifically. Just saying. Just saying. And that's also only including its opening weekend and not what it's made since then. So, yeah. Uh, To say that it's tanking, not really accurate. Uh, That's a movie where, again, any big budget film that comes out in theaters in the the upcoming weeks is not going to be able to, one, make as much money because of COVID, right? Again, that is a legitimate thing to bring up. But this movie specifically, right, is going to be in theaters longer than what normally would happen. And also, the numbers are not going to be the same, right? Normally, what happens is you have the two weeks that a film comes out. It normally makes a certain amount of money. Then you can predict how much money it'll make at the end. But because we have so many theaters that are closed, guess what's going to happen in a week, two weeks, three weeks? More states are going to reopen more theaters. California and New York are great examples. These are two major states, both of which consist of a huge portion of of the movie-going audiences that don't have their theaters open, or at least don't have them open to as full capacity as they can. So as those finally start to reopen, guess what? Those are new audiences that are going to be able to see the movie. And it's going to be, I am assuming, it's also the same worldwide in addition. So, yeah. To say that Tenet is tanking, I would say, is not accurate. The reason why Wonder Woman was pushed back was probably for a couple reasons. One, did you see the trailer? Did you see that CGI? It looks terrible. So either they're redesigning that that as a part of the reason they're pushing it back. But also, right, because Tenet is out and because the box office is moving very slowly to put anything in competition with that film, even a month out, because again, Wonder Woman was set to come out early October, 
they know that because theaters are going back online slower than what they first anticipated, that that one needs to have some more room to breathe. And so that's why they don't want to have their own movie taking away any audiences that may have gone to see Tenet instead. So, yeah, that's the reason why that one got pushed back. Probably, one, because they don't want to have that compete with Tenet at all with the box office opening so slowly. And two, because... I think they need to finish up and reshoot some things with 84, especially since there was a lot of work going on about it being political. Now that it's coming out in December and that's going to be post-election, um, yeah, starts to make you a little bit want- starts to make you wonder. Uh, Sizer Neons tagged me at 701 and says, does someone keep dialing the crazy button up every day this year? Not just me, right? Hashtag cancel 2020. Yeah, this year has just been, like seriously, let's just take a mulligan. Let's just take a mulligan. Uh, Orange Chat Reviews who's a member on the channel 701 says, sorry, I'm late folks. What did I miss? Let me guess. No one in China wants to see Mulan. Awesome. Well, you're, you were a minute late, dude. So <laughs> not much you can miss in a minute. <laughs> Hologram nunchuck. What's going on? How's it going? The new number two. Uh, that's AKA. I thought the, the picture you had looked familiar. So the new number two, AKA Dean Heiss just started watching the prisoner. I'm liking it so much. I had to pay homage to it. Very cool. I've not seen it myself. Uh, thank you for being a member. Mark Lazur, tied at 703, says, Speaking of creepy cutie defenders, I saw a guy saying those girls were hot and were supposed to look at the blonde and make, uh, yeah. Yeah, and he, Mark says that made him gag. Yeah, um, yeah, made me gag too. I've seen the same video. I've seen people who are verified check marks on Twitter uh, supporting that guy and, and deleting those tweets. But guess what? Once it's out there, people can find it. And sure enough, we did. I think it was, uh, was it Vidor or Vidor or whatever the hell that guy's name is? Creepy dude. Um, Whatever his name is, and I really don't care. So don't worry about putting his name in the chat because I'm just I don't care. Um, but yeah, anyone anyone defending cuties, you have something wrong with you. Like simple as that. And to the people out there saying, "Oh, you always complain about cancel culture, but then you're canceling this." That's like the equivalent of saying, "Okay, so if I said, you know, cancel white supremacist or cancel racist or cancel Nazis, right? Does that mean that oh, you're being a hypocrite? No, obviously not." It's okay to go against and fight against things that are terrible, that are evil, that are wrong. Guess what? Cuties is in that same category. Anything that leads to the exploitation of children, and not just exploitation, but the sexual exploitation exploitation of children, is evil and needs to be called out. So if anyone's going to try and pull that card, you're no better than Scott, Scotty Boy Mendelson. And that means you're a creep. All right, Jens Jurgensen. What's going on, Jens Jurgensen? Uh, says, Guten Abend, Ear Spinner. Oh, thank you for being here, Jens Jurgensen. I don't know what that means, but thank you. Uh, Bruce at 703, Scotty needs to go back to that, to that picture he uses to have of him, that, the, the picture he used to have of himself. It seems to have been a better likeness to who he is. Yeah, I, here's the thing, though. All the, all the pictures that he's ever used of himself have not really been good. And really, especially now, with everything going on with cuties, it really doesn't help him. It really doesn't help him at all. <laughs> it's just, it's really messed up. Uh, by the way, we got 97 people watching. Please smash the like button if you don't mind. I would really appreciate it. Uh, Bioman's in the chat. How's it going? Mark in the chat as well. Thanatos Felicitas. How's it going? Uh, Thanatos also says, I still can't get over the fact 4chan will permaban accounts that show anything from the movie Cuties. That they have a higher moral high ground. They have a, they have, a higher moral, sorry, that they have a moral high ground over Netflix. Okay, yeah. The fact that 4chan has more morality than Scott Mendelson, 
Netflix, some other blue checkmark verifieds on Twitter, Rotten Tomatoes critics, is just very hilarious, right? Now, that's not a knock at anyone that's on 4chan or whatever, but again, when you think of the name 4chan, you don't normally think of morality. I mean, it's like those two normally don't go together, and yet that's exactly what's going on right now, and it's, it's bizarre. It truly is bizarre. It makes no sense. Jens Jurgensen says, Moy moy! The new number two, uh, or Jake, uh, sorry, Drake Tafoya. Howdy. Uh, the packing. What's going on? Nathan Slade tagged at 704. You have to be sick in order to defend cuties. Also, not only is Disney getting what they freaking deserve with Milan tanking, but Netflix is getting what they deserve, getting their just desserts with losing money. Yeah, that's the thing. I've seen a lot of videos, uh, you know, dropping about Netflix losing lots of money. I've not seen the articles talking about how much money they've lost from people canceling their subscriptions, but anyone talking about the stock market, uh, it's it, again, there's really at this point there's been no there there for lack of a for lack of a better expression. There's some that have had like titles like, you know, Netflix stock tanks. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, "No, it went up last you know, last I checked. So, end of Friday it went up $1.36. And it's still $482 a share. So it's it's still worth a lot of money. However, I'm hoping that once there are actual articles coming out and figures coming out. Now, again, is Netflix going to release this? Probably not. But if someone somehow was able to leak the information about how many subscriptions have actually been canceled. And we could actually see the numerical value of those accounts. I think that would definitely lead to people selling their stock in Netflix. But as of right now, Netflix stock is not tanking. Again, based on what I'm seeing, the last time I looked at it, it was going up. And overall for the week, it really didn't drop all that much. Again, over $420 a share. Uh, that's still very much a valuable stock. Uh, CW Trixie says, how did you like meeting and speaking with Tumaler and Rags from EFAP? It was great. I mean, I've always enjoyed them. I've always enjoyed the work that they've done. Um, I will say I, I do appreciate Rags probably a little bit more because he does voices. And so I'm like, oh, kindred brethren there. <laughs> uh, when he did his old woman voice, I was just like, yes. I just had to do the old man carry. It was just fantastic. Uh, let's see. It's a Trap Productions says, have an intro on to your stream. I feel attacked, me lord. But you're right. I will get an intro eventually. See, it doesn't even have to be like an intro, like little like 10 second thing. But there has to be like a, hey, waiting for the stream to start. You know, unless the service you're using has that built into it. To me, it just makes more sense because it doesn't go out automatically. It takes a few seconds to be able to actually get the stream up and running. And so people that just start right away, things are going to get cut off. So it's more it's more being done for practical purposes than anything else. Uh, Orange Hat Review says, Heimdall will be back. He will endure. He is the all-seer. Well, uh, not the other. <laughs> not not the other Heimdall bot. <laughs> he's He's gone. Oh, Lord. General Wingster is in the chat, 706. Odin, I, too, had DiGiorno tonight for dinner. Ooh, very nice. Keck44, what's going on? Sasha Neon says, pineapple with pizza. Nope. Nope. Excommunicado. Sasha Neons. Uh, that is an abomination here in Asgard. No thank you. No thank you at all. You can just get out. You can just get out with that. 
All right. Looks like some chats may have been skipped. It was around, what, 7.08 or so in the chat. It's now 7.16 in the chat. Again, not by choice. That is YouTube. Just for some reason can't let us have the entire chat history for some reason. Seems like it would be a pretty easy thing for them to do, but... Sally, that's where we are. So I'm at 716 in the YouTube chat, but let me jump back over to DLAFFAM to show them some love uh, before jumping back. Let's see. Any comments there? Cat Mr. Peabody says, well, now the wildfires in Cali are being blamed on people who voted for Trump. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, I mean, there's there's videos of, of drones apparently starting fires. There's reports of, uh, you know, alt-right people starting the fires. There's There's reports of the Antifa people starting the fires, and here I am just like, no, the, the fires are are starting and are as bad as they are because the people running California are idiots. Because the government of California are filled with complete idiots. The fact that the governor did that stupid video with the smoke all around him saying, how can anyone deny climate change? It's like, are you kidding me? You want to know why the fires have been so bad? It's not because of storms and the lightning being more than it ever has been. It's because you have all of this underbrush that you should be doing control burns on. Because of your environmentalist, crazy, radical rhetoric, you won't. And so when you don't, guess what? You have a huge buildup of the underbrush, and therefore, if they have any sparks at all, guess what happens? Boom! Massive fires. So this is something that you can absolutely prevent. This is something that you can absolutely limit so much but you don't you see again you need to have these controlled fires in order to be able to protect the people in order to be able to protect it and also guess what to keep it at a reasonable level but you're not going to do it because again you climate again it's not because climate change is wrong it's because your radical view of climate change is wrong and it's funny to have someone saying science and then you ask them, how many genders are there? Oh, well, oh, I thought science. Hmm, interesting. So only science when it's convenient for you. I see. Now it makes sense. Yeah, Peabody, I'm not sure how they came up with that one either. Uh, Will Gentry, what's going on, Will Gentry? He says, did you hear about the crowd booing during the BLM dedication moment at the seasoning opening chief game last night? Uh, was Yeah, for me, it wasn't last night. It was a couple nights ago. But yeah, I did hear about it and good. And I heard, you know what's so funny? The ratings for the opening of the NFL, opening game of the NFL season. Everyone's at home, right? Everyone is waiting for sports to come back. And you know what the ratings are? Less than it was last year when there was no quarantine, when no one was just desiring to see sports again. Hmm, I wonder why people aren't watching. And guess what? They've done polls on this. And you know what the vast majority, the vast majority of people say? It's because they are tired of the politics. They don't want politics shoved down their throats when they're watching a game. That is the largest reason, all right? About maybe 10 to 15 points below that, still high, but still 10 to 15 points below that is it's not as exciting because there's no fans in the seats. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, sports, please continue to go woke. And continue to go broke and have record low ratings. Cannot wait to see with the Oscars. Cannot wait to see after the Oscar rules changing. Oh, can't wait to see what those ratings are going to look like. If you think these sports ratings are bad, just wait till you get to the Oscars. Captain Peabody says, same thing that happened here. Greenies stopped their normal backburns and whoosh, exactly Peabody. Again, Peabody would know, right? He's, he's one of my Aussies, right? He's from Australia. And it's the same thing, right? You have to have in those kinds of areas where you have to have those types of controlled burns because if you don't, hey, 
if you have a lightning bolt, strike the ground and start a fire. Guess what? All that stuff's just waiting to catch. It's so ridiculous, man. It's so ridiculous. Uh, Will Gentry says, are they seriously not backburning in California? Is that for real? I was just about to say, you know, ask Peabody about that. Ratings were down 17% on last year. Yes, so not only were they down from last year for the NFL, 17% down from last year for their opening game. Yeah. Something tells me the ratings are not going to get any better. (laughs) Especially when the top two ratings are, the top two reasons for them not watching are because of your politics, doubt they're going to stop their politics, and because there's no fans in the seats. And guess what? Even with social distancing, you're never going to have the same fans in seats, probably for the entire season, if I had to guess. Uh, but yeah, Will Gentry, yeah, why do you think everything's catching fire so quickly and so easily and spreading so fast and so far? It's because they're not doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, things are very, very different here in the States, man. It's just, you know, oh, I, again, I know you're dealing with your own stuff in, in the UK, but it's just insane the amount of politics that, you know, make people make completely idiotic decisions for the sake of politics. It's ridiculous. And Cam J. Rather, the beer guru, someone from California. 